Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and this is The Checkup. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to Recovery Guy. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and it is good to be here. Uh, It is always an exciting opportunity to uh, come before the microphone and share what we call experience, strength, and hope. Uh, And we do that with each other, that we, um, as it says in AA, to solve our common problem and to help others to... uh, Uh, recover from alcoholism, but it's really all of life challenges, isn't it? Um, You know, alcohol, drugs, um, the other behaviors that uh, uh, hijacked my life, uh, they were just, um, they weren't a problem. They were how I uh, responded to the problem. The problem was me. You know, I did not know how to live life on life's terms whether it was things that I um, understood or didn't understand or agreed with or didn't agree with, there was always there was always something wrong with it. Uh, maybe you can relate. Uh, I hope that you can. I, you know, if you can, it, it probably means you're a regular listener, and uh, for that we are very grateful. Hey, um, look for the newsletter coming out later this month. Please sign up for it. We've got a number of people already in the loop. Uh, getting ready to get the first release of that uh, uh, RG uh, newsletter. If you work for a treatment center or part of that treatment center, please make sure, whether it's a residential recovery home, no matter what the the help environment is, please sign up for that so the participants in your program can take advantage of that free offering as well. And as always, we take care of everything for you here at Recovery Guy with respect to the uh, production costs and everything. We're still producing two podcasts uh, every week on Tuesday and Friday, and then the fresh blogs on Wednesday and Thursday, and now again, this newsletter, which will give us 17 publications per month, 17 fresh publications per month. And and I guarantee you that uh, JJ and Jane and Jonathan um, and Pablo, we are working hard to make sure that you have good content, always accessible and uh, hopefully relevant uh, as well. So go to recoveryguide.org and check things out, all the blogs, all the podcasts. You can see, even see if you've got a particular uh, favorite podcast channel. Jonathan has listed all of the um, the channels that we are featured on. So whether you're an Android person or an Apple podcast person or iHeartRadio, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to ha- be on a, a channel that uh, that is going to work for you. Um, so today, um, let's talk about um, acceptance. Uh, 
uh, Tuesday. If you had an opportunity to listen to Tuesday's podcast, uh, it's called Those Along the Way, um, recounting the people that were influential in my life who are still, if they are alive, they are still working a program of recovery and clean and sober um, decades. Uh, and, and I know that you will want to hear from that and the importance of uh, uh, those along the way. Today is, ex- is acceptance. Um, so what is it? What is it about acceptance? I mean, why must I learn to accept people, places, and things to achieve peace? And I try to stay away from absolutes, I think it applies here, though. I think I must learn this if I am to, again, accept people, places, and things to achieve peace. Um, It's essential. And maybe you haven't come to terms with this yet, and maybe that's some of the reason you're having some of the struggle. And if you are, reach out to me. Let me know. um, DM me email me, message my cell phone, which is all in my contact info. Let me know um, if you're struggling in this area because um, it is like night and day. It's the difference between navigating in the dark or certainly in a dim light to walking in sunlight. And I could not uh, stress upon the importance of it uh, uh, more. So why... Let me ask you a question. Why can it be such a distraction before we settle on accepting? Why do you think that is? Well, I think the answer lies in the definition. So I'm going to look at the definition. Then I'm going to read you a quote. And then we're going to discuss some things that I think are important, certainly have been important to my life and and people that I work with as a life coach or recovery sponsor or the individuals who have worked with for me in and out of uh, uh, clinical and professional treatment all the way down to 12-step assistance that I've gotten over the years. So here's one of the definitions that I think fits for um, our topic today. And and rather than try to, um, you know, work, you know, have it work together, we'll just um, uh, pick this one definition of about four of them because, you know, they're 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 applicable in different ways in different environments for different reasons. So it means to endure without protest or reaction. To endure without protest or reaction. That is what to accept is, right? And that is the noun. And acceptance uh, is, uh, is the active nature of it or accepting, right? Acceptance. Um, but to accept is to endure, to live, to be sufficient through it without a protest or reaction. So here's here's the quote, and it's a fantastic quote 
from the Big Book of Alcoholics Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's from page 417 if you're a um, fourth edition person. It is on, I think, page 449 if you are a third edition person. But here it is, and you're probably familiar with it if you're familiar with the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I, I find some person, place, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I can accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much as on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. What a profound statement. And I hope you have come to terms with this. This was rather difficult for me in the beginning because I didn't know where I was at in terms of accepting um, my alcoholism, my drug addiction, uh, my addictions to gambling, um, pornography, compulsive overeating, bulimia. You know, I needed things to be your fault. I needed to place blame on someone else. I needed to think that if if you wouldn't be telling me I had a problem, then I wouldn't have a problem. You, you, you feel me? You get where I'm coming from? And until I could accept my condition, unless I could accept the condition that I got myself in, I could not stay sober, period. If it was always going to be about somebody else, some circumstance, some situation, I was doomed. Unless I could accept it to its fullest, to the degree that I am, and I'll even add the word, utterly powerless over alcohol, and my life was utterly unmanageable. I'll add an extra word in there, another adjective, just to just to help underscore how bad it was. Until I could accept that, I didn't just have to accept that I had a drinking problem, that I was chronically addicted. There was a mechanism, uh, uh, a craving, a phenomena of craving that the big book says did not occur in, in other people, but would occur in me. And, and the same thing with other behaviors that you may be experiencing if you're not an alcoholic and drug addict. You can probably relate that to your challenges as well. And unless I could accept life on life's terms, it says I cannot be happy. And I love the next part. 
I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. You know, one of the things that I've developed over the years as a as a sober and clean and uh, resurrected person is a theory, and it's called an inside-out approach to recovery. And I actually took it from the quality movement with uh, Stephen Covey, and, and it's an inside-out approach to quality and change. Well, I just sort of piggybacked off of that, want to give credit where credit is due, and I really believe it is not about what needs to be changed outside of me in the world, but really what needs to be changed about my perception. My dear friend Trish used to, used to say to me, it's not what they say and it's not what they do, it's how I react, right? That's the one component that I can control. I can't control what's going on in the world. I'd like to. <laughs> and every now and then I, and I, I stick my toe into that end of the pool. Uh, but I quickly find out I don't belong there. And I need to, to back up and to, to concentrate, okay, on what, what needs to work in me. So again, not so much as what needs to change in the world as what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. I need to own it. How about you? Are, are you still worried about what's going on around you? Does that have you sidetracked? I hope not. And if it does, I'm glad you're listening today. Here are some of the things that we can do to not let things in life be a distraction, right? So let's ask ourselves these questions that would construct our internal response. So a little checklist here. I've got seven things. Won't take us long to get through them. But I, I want us to own these, and, and I need to own them as well. You know, pride is a big deal. In the 12 and 12 of Alcoholics Anonymous, and, and the Bible even says that uh, a haughty spirit goes before a fall and pride goes before destruction. And, and almost all the religions of the world, monothe, monotheistic, uh, and, and other spiritual approaches, Hinduism, uh, Buddhism, uh, they will have an element of, of denying self, right? Setting aside the ego, which is E-G-O or edging God out, displacing God and, and, and uh, setting me on the throne, whereas I would know better, right, than God would know. And so when we look at these things, uh, let's, let's be honest with ourselves uh, to see why it bothers us. Uh, I, had a, I had a mentor of mine years ago, and, and because I was so prideful and was always defending myself and my position, uh, and, and I didn't want to see where I could be wrong. Uh, and come to the table of, of agreement or saying, you know, this doesn't matter. Um, he would say things like, um, you know, don't be dogmatic on things that God is not dogmatic on, right? Don't be dogmatic. If God's not dogmatic on it, don't you be dogmatic on it. Let, let, let it go. Focus on the other things. And he would also tell me something that really upset me, which really showcased my pride. He would say, 
every time I defend myself, it was pride. <laughs> and I said, no, it isn't. <laughs> and he would say, see, I told you, right? And, and because I wasn't accepting, I was trying to defend why I thought something should be different or why you should perceive me differently. But I needed to learn how to accept. So here are some of the things that I look at, and maybe you look at them too, and if you don't, maybe, maybe you need to. And like always, uh, uh, I will post all of these uh, in the uh, description notes. One of the things I send off to Jonathan, uh, along with the uh, the podcast that uh, uh, JJ has all set up for me to uh, uh, to turn into a uh, an MP3, and I shoot it over to Jonathan for scheduling. But I always send him always send in the description so he can make sure that uh, that those are included as well for your convenience. So here goes. The first thing I want to do is ask myself, why does it bother me? Why, when I have a negative response, what what is it about that thing that invokes that negativity? Is it a, is it a prejudice, which is essentially what Stephen Covey calls prejudgment, right? Am I judging something without knowing what something is? Does it remind me of who I was? Is, is, that a, is that a behavior or situation that, that I used to do or have remnants of that I'm still trying to negotiate or justify? So why does it bother me? There's a reason, and I need to find out what it is so I can get past it. The second thing, can I change what bothers me? Not a bad question, right? Can I, can I change it? Because if I can't change it, yet I allow it to live rent-free in my head or hijack my emotions, how foolish is that? The next thing, is there a moral high ground? Um, does, it, um, does it bring harm to me or to others? Is there, is there something else? Is there a greater cause or purpose for me not, or saying I don't accept it, that I would need to go and bring about change here? Does it bring harm? Is it harming me? Or is it affecting others uh, in, a, in a negative connotation? Now, it's important to remember that if, if this is true, especially if it's bringing me harm, is it possible for me to remove myself from it or suggest someone else does? So think about that. So the next thing, number four, does it interfere with my present life or goals? Does it interfere with what's going on with me? If it, if it doesn't, what's the big deal? If it doesn't, is it really any of my business? Do I, do I need to expend the energy 
if it's not keeping me from being the husband that I want to be to Laura, the father I want to be to my children, you know, the trainer that I want to be, the the personal life coach that I that I um, strive to be, the podcaster, the grandfather, the friend, right? Is it interfering with those things that I'm doing right now, or is it going to be a stumbling block to my one year, my three year, or my five year goals? If the answer is no, guess what? Probably not a big deal, right? I probably need to endure it without protest or reaction. Just let it go. So if I can change it, if it is something that I can change, what is the most efficient way to do so? Because sometimes there are things out there that instead of saying it's okay and I accept it and I endure it without protest or reaction, but what if I can change it? What if there's some adjustment that I could make in my life or, or what I see happening that, um, that can make it go away? And if that's true, how can I most efficiently do that? The next thing. What can I do, this is number six, what can I do to limit distractions such as this in the future? Because sometimes, you know, we're not robots. You know, when I, when I came into my podcast studio, I turned my light on, and when I leave, I'll turn it off. When I turn it off, it will be dark. It has no choice. When I, when I come in and I turn the light on, as long as I paid the power bill, right, and the bulb isn't out, the light will come on. It has no choice. But but we do. Sometimes things do distract us. Sometimes it continues to come on us and we're still working. So if that's the case or it goes away and then it periodically comes back, is there a way I can limit any distractions so it doesn't get interfere with things that I want to do in the future? Uh, Joyce Landorf, years ago in her series, His Undying Love, did a, um, uh, a tape series on uh, her irregular people. And th- your irregular person is a person who is in your life whether you like it or not, either because of employment, um, a friendship, uh, you know, a secondary friendship, an acquaintance of someone else, and you have get-togethers, or or it's a it's a family member that like it or not, they're in the family, and they're going to come to those birthdays and things like that. Or uh, so those are called um, irregular people, and they can be a distraction because we find it hard to accept them sometimes. We're, we're still working through that process or, or they don't even know what they're doing and we don't have the freedom to mention it. And so when we do have a time with them, uh, it can cause a momentary distraction that can adhere us from our course, maybe not our long-term goals, but certainly in the present. And if it affects the present too much, it will affect our long-term goals because distance over time um, you might be a degree off and it might 
not matter if you're only going to be a degree off for a week, but if you're a degree off for a year or two years or three years, you could miss your goal altogether, and we don't want that. So, so what can I do to limit distractions? Now, number seven, which I think uh, is really our responsibility, am I insisting on living life or giving to things that would steal my joy? What's my choice? Am I giving in to things that would steal my joy? Am I insisting on enjoying life? Because I do have a choice. As a person of recovery, as a person who have positioned themselves to live a particular way, I have that ability to choose. I have the power through my higher power as that power would extend that power to me to do the things of recovery, to be the best possible version of me that I can be so I can be most equipped to assist you. I am insisting on enjoying life. Do not give in to the things that would steal my joy. My joy belongs to me and the people that I choose to benefit from that joy, the beneficiaries. I don't stay sober for any one person or situation. They are the beneficiaries of my recovery, of my sobriety. So why does it bother me? Can I change what bothers me? Number three, does it bring harm to me or others? Number four, does it interfere with my present life uh, or long-term goals? Number five, if I if I can change it, what is the most efficient way? Number six, what can I do to limit distractions such as this in the future? And number seven, I am insisting on enjoying life or giving in to things that would steal my joy. Now, I want you to understand that acceptance is not mandating me that I must agree with everything. Acceptance doesn't necessarily mean agreement. There's a lot of things that people do or say that I don't agree with. There's probably a lot of things or positions that I take, you know, that um, that that you may not agree with either, right? I was having a conversation with a person yesterday, and we don't agree on how to get to a particular position or result. But what we agree on is the result we need to come to. So we find agreement and acceptance there. So I don't have to agree with them, but I do need to accept their premise because that's their position. And really their position doesn't affect me at all. What would affect me is if they they thought that this goal wasn't wasn't a good social dynamic goal or rule. That might be a little bit more difficult for me to accept. I would have to, right? I must do this if I'm to maintain and increase my quality of life. But it doesn't mean that I agree with them on how they're going to get there. But thank goodness I agree with where we want to go. It does, though, quite nicely lend itself to the serenity prayer. 
You've heard that before, right? Serenity Prayer says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Don't you just love that? Accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. If I can't change something, it makes no sense for me to fight it as if I could. Why would, why would I want to do that to myself? Why would I want to sabotage my own recovery in recovery, right? I would sabotage everything when I was out there ripping and running, but it no, makes no sense for me to, to fight something that I can't change as if I could. Again, going looking at things, why does it bother me? Can I change it? And if I can't, why would I fight it? Here's the deal, though, because matter of fact, if, if I don't accept it, it will distract and distort and deter me when I'm taking care of the things I am responsible for and able to change or improve. That is the result. So, you know, I don't know about you. Actually, I do uh, because we're so much more alike than we are different. I have to accept things. I don't have to agree with them, but I have to accept them. Again, accept is to endure, to live without protest or reaction. There are some friends I have that there are some disagreements we have, and yet they're such amazing and wonderful people. I, I would be foolish to not be their friend and to, to discount all of the other wonderful things that they are and focus on the things that we don't agree with. So I accept it just as they are just as they accept me and love me for who I am. And isn't that about time that we do that for each other, that we just care for the sake of caring and we set aside differences that don't matter and exchange them for caring that does matter and that I learn how to accept the things I cannot change because I know until I do I don't stand the chance of recovering. And if I do recover, I will likely not reach the goals that I'm capable of reaching once I do find acceptance and peace. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed acceptance. I know I did. Great reminder for me. I'm going to go back and look at a few things in my life and see how I can come back in line uh, in alignment with the things that are going on around me, changing the things I can and accepting the things that I can't and knowing when each is each. Go to recoveryguy.org, check out the blogs, check out the podcast, look forward to the RG newsletter coming out later this month. Go ahead and subscribe to the newsletter, share, tell a friend, get on board this recovery movement um, and we can do this thing one day at a time for the rest of our lives. I thank you for joining me today. My name is Robert.
and I am the recovery guy.